0: Hi, I'm Levi Coons, and welcome to the Hunting Game Podcast. If you're anything like me, you live for the outdoors all year long. Join us as we discuss hunting, fishing, shooting, and really anything outdoors. It's definitely going to be a good time. Sit back and get ready, because it's game time. Welcome back to the hunting game podcast episode 12 for real this time I accidentally started the last episode saying it was episode 12 and it was what the heck it was episode 11 as you can hear We got mr. Graham in the house. What's up, Jake?
1: Oh, nothing much, buddy. Busy, busy, busy. I hear that we
0: have been busy We do not have Connor in here this week But what we do have is a special guest that we're gonna have on here shortly uh friend of a friend Old friend, buddy of mine, huge squirrel hunter. Um, he is, a, I mean, he's an avid deer hunter. He's also a fly fisherman. <laughs> so <laughs> we might catch in on a little of that like we asked. So we're excited to get him on. <clears throat> wanted to get in here and get the get the intro going and um, say a few things. Uh, first and foremost, don't forget hunting game podcast at gmail.com. I think I got three emails this week. And our Instagram is officially over 1100 followers so that's pretty awesome hunting game podcast on instagram and we're also hunting game podcast on patreon there'll be a link below if you want to become a patreon of ours that will be a huge help so uh before we get michael on the phone uh you got any uh got any updates through the week you do anything good
1: not really well this past weekend i did uh i brushed all, all the property got deer trails cut cleaned out me a new area.
0: I did see that. I saw your pictures. It looked really good.
1: Yeah, it was a, uh, it was brutal, but we got it done. <laughs> it was a
0: hot day when you guys did that for sure.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: So, I'm hoping, uh, I got some no-till food plot seed the other day at Tractor Supply. It's not what I really would normally go for, but I, uh, I got a good deal on it. So I think this weekend I'm going to go out and do a little food plot action, do a little, uh, send out some seeds and just see what grows. I don't have the, I don't have the time or where I want this to get a piece of equipment back there to like work optimally is not ideal. So hopefully, uh, we'll get back there with that, with that no-till stuff and, uh, get a, get some good stuff going on with it. At least, uh, you know, maybe give some food to some deer come into season. So as long as the animals don't eat it all, because I'm just going to broadcast it out, which it's a late season food plot. It's, uh, I mean, heck it says plant even up to October. So <clears throat> it ought to be pretty good. We're in uh beginning of August here. Weather's pretty good. We've had lots of rain. Soil down there is kind of trash, but, um, this year I'm just going to see how this stuff works, how it goes. And then, uh, next year I'm going to try to get, maybe get some, some biologic down there or something, something a little better, take some money and take some time fertilized and lime you know all that good jazz so i'm excited about that <clears throat> i got my two new spy points i um, ready to go out here soon so we're gonna really maximize the the viewpoint of the cameras did you get a camera set up when you guys went down there and did the
1: maintenance yep. nothing really ever since i brush hogged i mean i had a doe and a fawn every day and when I brush hogged it, they I spooked them out of there, which is okay. I mean, I did early. it early, yeah.
0: And uh, hey, remember we talked about last week? So a little bit of pressure in there ain't no big deal. So I uh, yeah, I'm excited. We're starting to get into that, like getting close to the nitty gritty of stuff. And uh, but we are five days from squirrel season. Phew. Right? <laughs> I can't believe it's here already. Honestly. I'm, I, it's kind of, years kind of flew by, um, yeah, 10 days. And then we're, uh, what, 20 days from dove season, which I hate to inform everybody. Jake and I both put in for the dove draw hunt at Camp Atterbury. You know, it's somewhat close to us and neither one of us got drawn.
1: It's okay. We can go for the no shows. It's on open days on Thursday. Yeah.
0: It's on a Thursday. So we're we'll going to give it a shot anyways. Yeah. I mean, we always had pretty good luck down there. Had a good time and have fun. And they actually do a lot of really good
1: dove fields, yeah.
0: dove, fields dove maintenance. So I'll be excited to uh, get down there. And hopefully my sunflowers take off in the next couple of weeks. They're going to be a little bit late, but got a heck of a sunflower patch, late patch. So the well, season's pretty long. Are they still doing three th- three seasons this year?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: So, I mean, I tend to only really hunt that first early season, but we
1: might I, I kind of want to try late. I mean, I see a lot more once people start harvesting fields and giving well, the farmers.
0: Yeah, and then you know fields are opened up, and that's when we're going to get our big bunch of migratories.
1: Get them big old rock doves.
0: <clears throat> I mean, I'm good with it, but yeah, we'll get our we'll get our big migratory herd coming in flock, I should say, and we our uh, our resident dove. Like you were saying the other day, our resident dove population is really good this year, I feel like.
1: Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. Like,
0: significantly better than the last few years. So, hopefully, that's a good sign, and then they'll bring in the the migratories and set up camp for a little while. I hope. So, yeah, I'm ready. I, I have a hard time skipping opening morning of squirrel season. I love squirrel hunting.
1: Man, if it's... Next week's weather is going to be nice.
0: It's supposed to get down in the fifties every night this next week.
1: I mean, I'm down to go.
0: Now we're talking.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, is against the rules to uh, squirrel hunt with a three and a half inch six shot when they're really high up? You want to really poke them? <laughs> I, I I don't have the answer to that right. Long beard X R to squirrel. They only say shot size. They don't really uh, say shell length.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's <laughs> any regulations on shell length. So.
1: <laughs> I, I whammy shell <laughs> the old whammy shell right? I'll get the squirrel and the tree I uh but real
0: quick before we before we take our quick break and get Michael on here I want to tell the quick story about uh the the adventure with you and I squirrel hunting at Atterbury that one day <laughs> <laughs> we always went squirrel hunting you know it was middle of the week and I think it was like second day of season yeah <clears throat> and we him and I always had the argument back and forth of 22 versus shotgun i'm like dude i like to hunt squirrels with a 22 because i like to reach out there and touch them if need be especially getting some tall trees and he's like no man i like them you know i like them 12 gauge get them on the run so we know sooner he gets out of the truck and immediately grabs his gun loads it starts walking in the woods i get out of the truck had to take a leak get my gun out of its case start loading my my magazine get it popped in and i mean we're talking this is a pretty quick event and all of a sudden squirrel pow got one i'm like are you kidding me i mean we're just we've been there two minutes i don't think we saw another squirrel the rest that day no that was it we should have just got back in the truck and went home
1: yeah but we spent like (laughs) eight hours and it was hot yeah. It I was, killed that squirrel. It,
0: he did. He dropped that squirrel and it was really close. And we ate uh, quite a bit of lead that year.
1: Hey, it's okay. It builds character.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Builds it, up the immunity.
0: And your teeth.
1: You can get dentures.
0: You just, you know,
1: crunch, ping, put that out on the ground. It's nothing like them (laughs) rabbits we used to shoot. Uh, Oh, Blowing one and (laughs) a half because the wad didn't expand. That
0: was crazy. We used to, you know, walk the woods behind dads and shoot rabbits, and he shot a rabbit. It was like 20 yards. With like a, I mean, it was just a two and three quarter inch shell, and it literally... Blew the rabbit to shreds, yeah. and it the wad didn't up on, open up on the shell. We found the wad on the ground because we were like, "What happened? We've shot tons of squirrels back or er, t- tons of rabbits back here, no problem ever. Same guns, same box of ammo." And all <laughs> it of a sudden, it, a it, that it was right bad. In half. That was really bad. Mm-hmm. We ate it. I mean, we pretty much. I mean, it we still lost. had the front leg, one
1: side, and yeah, one leg. So I mean, we still ate it, but it was really weird. The wad, I'd I mean, love to get on a good rabbit hunt again, though. I haven't been on good rabbit hunting. I think they're coming back. In a few years. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're going to take our first break
0: real quick, get Michael on the phone, and we will be back. Back. <laughs> All right. We are back at it. We uh, got a little cooled down in here. Got a, Got our guest on the phone, which we talked a little bit about a minute ago. So, uh, like I said, this is a old friend of mine, a guy that I've been uh, jealous of for a long time. Cause he's got a incredible squirrel dog and I've never squirrel hunted with a dog. So anyways, Michael, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me guys. <clears throat> Glad to be here. And uh, anytime I get a chance to talk about hunting bushy tails, I'm going to jump on it.
0: I don't blame you there. I was actually talking the other day. It's one of my, uh, one of my, it's. I told you too. It's one of my favorite meats. I, don't, I grew up eating squirrel. I didn't know that it wasn't a normal thing until I went to school one time and I was talking about eating squirrel and people started looking at me funky. I was in like fifth grade and I'm like, what are you, what? They're like, you eat squirrel? I'm like, you don't eat squirrel?
2: <laughs> yeah, I get that reaction all the time. I take stuff into work and it doesn't matter what it is. They always ask me does this have squirrel in it? I'm like, no, that's a roast. Like that doesn't even look like squirrel. You
1: know what I
0: mean? <laughs> Squirrels do not have anything that large on them. No, <clears throat>
1: no.
0: <clears throat> that's funny. My grandpa used to always tell everybody when he'd bring food, they'd be like, what's what's in this? He's like, oh, it's it's possum. It's coon. They're like, oh, I don't want any. He's like, good. I don't want that. I don't know if I've ever
2: had possum before. Oh, that that's a little stretch for me. Yeah,
0: no, I'm not. I don't think my grandpa ever did either. Now, my great grandma in her cookbook did have a recipe for uh, raccoon pie, but uh,
2: I'd, I'd try that. I think that, that would be pretty good.
0: You know, I if if I ate one like in the deep woods, I'd be down to try it one time. But I'm not eating one from no neighborhood. So trash pandas.
1: <laughs> Old trash it's pandas. That's right. Huh? That's right.
0: I actually speaking of that one time, I I hit a squirrel one time while I was driving. I literally left college and I hit a squirrel with my truck, and my instinct was like jump out, get that squirrel and skin it right here. And I jumped out, picked it up, and I went, you know, this thing's been living its whole life in downtown Franklin. I, no, I'm not eating this.
2: It's <laughs> just awesome. It'd be okay.
0: <clears throat> yeah. One less squirrel in town, but hey, it is what it is. So anyways, um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get right into it. We'll kind of just let it rip.
2: Um, I'm Michael, Michael Webb. And uh, one of my biggest passions, I love to hunt, love to fish. And I do two of the, probably at least in Indiana, two of, the maybe weirdest things people would say i like to fly fish and you know most people like to to fish with a bait cast or spinning rod i fly fish and then i love to squirrel hunt wow. um, and i've loved to squirrel hunt since i was you know nine ten years old and i've done still hunting and then the past six seven years I've, I've hunted behind a dog and i used to be a big deer hunter loved deer hunting was a big archery hunter and once i got a squirrel dog I have cut that's totally changed how I hunt and what I do in the woods.
0: I can understand that. It totally, it totally changes the dynamic and we might get into the fly fishing thing a little bit if we have time. Cause man, I mentioned that on one of the shows this year already. I I'm no good at it, but I'd love to try it. I know you got Zach into it there for a while. So yeah,
2: Zach, Zach was pretty good at it and he, uh, he got into some different things, but yeah, Zach, uh, I've taught a few people how and they seem to enjoy it.
0: That's awesome. So anyways, so Tell us a little bit about squirrel hunting with a dog. Like-
2: okay. Um, as far as squirrel hunting with a dog, so it's totally different. Everything that you know about still hunting, um, you just want to throw it out because if you're still hunting, you know, you're out with you by yourself or maybe you and a buddy and you're trying to be quiet, trying to move through the woods, trying to find these squirrels. Once the hardest part about hunting with a dog is getting that pup trained and getting it to where it, it can go out, you you turn it loose, follows your commands, and it knows what it's going to do. It's know it's knows its job. And once you turn that dog loose, you and your buddies, like sometimes I can take three, four people and you just basically wait on the dog. Dog starts barking starts blowing up a tree. And then you get to that tree as fast as you can. And if you're with more than one person, then you guys circle that tree and you try to find that squirrel. Um, And then you shoot it out to the dog. The dog gets it as a, as a reward for, for doing its job. We put it in the pouch, and then we take off for another one, and we do this, you know, I won't start running Sky probably until the middle of September because of heat and leaves, and I'll start getting her into shape, and then by October, we're ready to go, and we're ready to hunt until January, and then in Kentucky, you can hunt in February, and we'll go over there and do some hunting.
0: Heck yeah. Now, do you prefer a twenty two or a shotgun?
2: Oh, I knew I was going to get asked that question. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> That's a, that a great question. <laughs> we, we
0: actually um, already covered that in the little intro. So let's see what you got to say about it.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, if I'm hunting with a dog, I want both. And here's why. I have a chiapa or chiapa, however you pronounce it, people pronounce it different, over under 2220 gauge. And if I'm by myself, I would you know, if you're treeing a squirrel, most of the time you want that squirrel to stay still. Hopefully it's it's stuck to the side of the tree or it's laying flat on the limb you can get it with a 22. Um, but if not, we call it timbering in, in the dog world where that squirrel just starts jumping from tree to tree looking for a hole, looking for a den, you need a shotgun. That's a hard shot to pull off with a 22. And if you've got two people, if say if I'm taking Zach or I'm taking my buddy Jonathan or whoever, um, I'll ask them what they prefer and I'll take the opposite. So but as far as still hunting, With a 22 or a shotgun, it depends on what time of year. Like when I go out next week, I'll go out, you know, do some still hunting before I get the dog out. I'll bring a shotgun because it's so leafy and the squirrels are moving so much right now. But later on in the year, I may take a 22 because it's a little clearer.
0: Graham just gave a big old smile on that one. All I
1: use is my 12 gauge. (laughs) But, you
0: know,
2: (laughs) like, and and I prefer a 20 gauge, but you can use whatever shotgun you want, you know. I don't
1: really like like a number five or a number six shot. Mm
2: hmm.
0: I personally don't like eating lead every time I go hunting with him, I end up eating lead, but you know, like when me and you and Zach went down there at, uh, down at Hardy, those trees are so tall. Um, you know, I grew up hunting with a 22, so it's kind of my preference. I don't not like hunting with, with a shotgun with squirrels, but I just, I learned to hunt with a 22 and that's kind of my, my realm. You know what I mean?
2: Yep, no, I totally understand that, and I would prefer to eat squirrels that have been shot in the head with a 22. Yeah. Um, Zach and I went down to right before COVID hit in 2020, February 2020, down to Tennessee and hunted with some guys that I met with. You know, squirrel dog hunting. It's really big down there, and we killed 58 squirrels in two and a half days with two dogs. Jeez. And we had multiple. We had multiple people. We had different landowners. It was it was awesome. We had a good old time. A lot of good old boys. And we were hunted on a, a private property and the owner went with us and he would only let us shoot squirrels with a 22 in the head so they weren't worth it if, if we didn't do it. So the guys with that brought the shotguns kind of just had to hang back and if the squirrel took off then we get it with a shotgun. but if not, he did not want any any of his squirrels shot with a with a 20, or with a shotgun.
0: You know that's uh, my grandpa was that way. My grandpa would I mean he didn't want any if he he wouldn't go with you if somebody was carrying a shotgun. Now that was also the guy that couldn't, I mean, he had glasses an inch thick and he'd be dropping squirrels out of the tree with a 22 that we couldn't even see. It was the craziest thing. He was just yeah. like, he was one with his ten twenty-two and could just drop squirrels left and right.
1: He was one with the bushy tail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> He was one with yeah, the bushy that'd tail. Say,
1: I, that, that'd have been great. I'd love to hunt with him.
0: It was, but, uh, uh I, he it was fun to, he was fun to squirrel hunt with, but like I said, we, I, I never got to experience it with a dog. I can definitely see you know, that squirrel gets to moving
1: around. and He just needs to go with Tony. <clears throat> Goes through a whole box on one
2: squirrel. <laughs> hey, I've been there and done that before. It's, it's easy to do when they're jumping around, you know, from tree to tree and on the ground and back up the tree. and It can get pretty hectic with the dog real quick. Um, squirrels sometimes, depending on the time of year or how they're feeling that day, sometimes they'll stay put and sometimes they're wild.
0: I have noticed that there's days where, I mean, it's tough to hunt because they're so still. But they're easier to hunt if you do find them. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: On yep. that on that uh, the whole box of shells, um, we were down at Hardy one time, which you know the the Labor Day camp out, it was always kind of tradition to go squirrel hunting in the in the mornings. And uh one day we had kind of split up. Tony and Walter, Zach's grandpa, went and hunted a different section than me and dad went. And uh from uh we got back from hunting that morning. And we get to camp and we sat there and we're kind of wondering where Tony and Walt were like, man, I hope they're all right. And it was like 11 o'clock and they pull back in and they get out, get back in the truck and start to pull away. And we're like, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? And Walt said, I got a squirrel stuck in a tree. I've already shot a whole box of ammo. I had to come back and get some more. So I get that <laughs> suck, sucker out of the tree. Um, oh my God. That sounds like Walt. <laughs> but he, hey, a uh, mad respect for not wanting to waste that squirrel. Yep, most guys gotta, gotta get it out any way you can. Most guys would have left that thing in the tree, and I am not one to waste meat. You know, I I just assume if I'm going to take the shot, if I'm going to kill something, I'm going to eat it.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. That's why uh, my wife and I we've had to get creative with the squirrel recipes throughout the years because we, you know, I go squirrel hunting so much and kill so many squirrels. I'm not going to go out and shoot something that I can't bring home and, and eat. That's just not in me.
0: Absolutely now.
2: Um, I give them away a lot. If people if people want them or want to try them, or you know, if there's there's some older people that I know that love them, and I'll if I'm like, hey, you want some squirrels? I'll give them as many because we have them so much that I'd rather give them out and let other people enjoy them too.
0: You know, I think uh, I think the biggest problem with people that like we're eating a squirrel isn't a bad thing. Like they've they've tried it, they've ate it, but they're like, eh, I'm not a fan. Is I feel like a lot of people don't know how to cook squirrel because if you're not careful it's tough
2: yeah that is true it's all about i've found in wild game it's all about how you prepare it and how you cook it and if you do either of those two things wrong then it's not gonna be very very palatable at all
0: i've had many 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 people over over the course of my hunting career that that like buddies that come over and you know friends they're like Oh, I'm not eating that deer. Oh, I'm not eating that squirrel. I've tried it and it's horrible. It tastes so gamey. And uh, it's like, well, you've never had the meat that I prepared. Like, not only do we butcher it different, not only do we care for it different and take extra time. There's a lot of people that just, they butcher their own deer and they're, they, they butcher it. They're horrible at it. They leave all the silver skin and all the tendons and you're right. It's going to be gamey and not taste good. Yeah, you know what I mean. And same goes with a squirrel. If you cook it wrong, it's not going to be good. Any wild game cooked wrong is not going to be good. So I always tell people, and I I would say I'm about ninety five percent on success rate for people trying it when I cooked it and going, oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, so.
2: yep, I, I can agree with that. I try to get as many people to try you know wild game that I've cooked whenever I cook it. Um, one of my favorites with squirrel, this is just a, you know, normal squirrel recipe you see, but as a homemade pot pie, Mm. but in order to do that, you you take the squirrels and you can either, you know, if you just keep the legs, you keep the legs or you can cut them in half and the instant pots are fantastic tools for wild game cooking. And, you know, I'll brown them, put them in an instant pot, get them where they fall off the bone. And then I'll take from where I, where I browned them. And make a gravy, homemade gravy with butter and, you know, whatever kind of seasonings you want. Then I'll throw the squirrels back in there and I'll get the pie crust and everything ready and and put all the vegetables and the potatoes and all that. And then I'll bake it, put some butter on the top when it comes out to brown it up. And you can't even tell. Most people think it's just like a dark meat chicken, you know, chicken pot
0: pie. I have never had a squirrel pot pie, but I would say pot pie in general is one of my favorite meals. So definitely going to have to try that one. But like you said, though, my... like. I've always said if I had to pick my last meal, it would probably be chicken fried squirrel with squirrel gravy squirrel gravy over some fresh skin-on mashed potatoes. Oh,
2: mm. see, I, I agree with everything you said, <laughs> but I like biscuits. I like biscuits and gravy the best.
0: Well, I, 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 I no, can't go wrong with good old biscuits and gravy, but...
1: Hey, squirrel brains and gravy's really good,
0: too. N- now you've pushed it. I'm not doing the squirrel yeah, brains yeah. thing. <laughs>
2: I've heard people, you know, eating squirrel brains. I've never had them. I don't know if I ever want to try them. But, we'll just but try I have.
1: What's the worst thing you can do? Feed it to the dog.
2: That is true. That dog uh, would love that.
0: Yeah, I, I can't get down with the squirrel brains. My don't great, be, my grandma. be scared. Talking, I, I, I just don't be scared. I will, I will go. Like if I go to a bar or something and they have Rocky Mountain oysters, I know what that is, and I will order it and eat them, and I am fine with it. Not doing brains.
1: We'll just say it looks like sausage how would you know well, I know what to do on deer camp now boy. <laughs> squirrel brains and gravies for breakfast none of you guys would know
0: oh that's pushing it
1: it's never pushing
0: you had squirrel brains before Michael
1: I have not had squirrel brains before
2: no sir I don't know if I if I want to try them maybe, maybe if somebody handed them to me I'd give it a try but I don't think I'm going
0: to go out of my way to,
2: to cook squirrel brains
0: yeah not to mention, there can't be much there.
2: No, no, no. I've used squirrel brains to, like, tan a hide before. I've I've uh, mounted squirrels. I, I do squirrel mounts, and, you know, I've done that before. But I've never, never eaten, partaken in any eating of brains.
0: I did not know you did squirrel mounts.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I've done a, oh, I, I do them just as a, as a hobby, not really. I don't sell them or have a taxidermy license or anything, but I'll do them for myself or i for gifts
0: or whatever. Right. You know, I uh I actually always used to tell my dad that, uh, and I t- told everybody, like I always wanted to have a pet squirrel because I was like, I don't know what it is about them. I just think they're incredible animals. And when I was younger, before I started hunting, dad would kill squirrels and I just wanted the tails from all of them. There was a point in time I, I had two dozen squirrel tails on the wall in my bedroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just love squirrel tails so
2: yeah i remember remember sky's first season i kept every squirrel tail um that she had treed that year and we stacked them up on the dog box and i took pictures at the end of the year just to see how many you know how many tree or how many squirrels we'd actually got she treed more but you know you're only as good as your shooter so right. if, I'm, if, I'm, if i'm missing then you know she doesn't she doesn't look as good as if i'm not as good
0: honesty is key um, you know it
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause some <laughs> days, some days we're in sync and some days she doesn't look too good and I'm looking good. And some days I'm, I can't hit the broad side of the barn, but that that's hunting, man. That's how it goes.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, Zach always gives me a hard time for that one year that uh, we went squirrel hunting down at the lake. And I don't know, I missed 15, 20 shots, chip shots with a 22 and he was just making fun of me on and on and on and on and on come to find out my scope mount was bro- like my uh my rings were, one of them was broke now he mm-hmm. still calls me a liar for that but I've got the scope mount to prove it but he's like oh you broke that you just you just suck I'm like no dude <laughs> <laughs> honest mistake
2: well I'll tell you I'll tell you a little story on on Zach real quick especially if he's he's listening or gonna listen <laughs> last year we we went out with sky and me and my my brother Daniel and Zach and we went out we had a really good day. We had a lot of fun. You know, the, the thing about hunting with a squirrel dog is it's a lot of camaraderie. It's a lot of the reason I do it. I love working with animals. I love being able to to do my dog loves squirrel hunting. Like there's not many people that like it as much as I do. But when I get her vest and her collar, she's ready to go. And, you know, when you when you hunt with the dog and the dog's trained, I mean, I handled the dog, but anybody that comes with me. You know, we can talk. We can be loud. The dogs anywhere between 150 and 500 yards away. So, you know, we're me and Zach and, and Dan, Daniel are all cutting up and everything. And we're having a good day. We're one one squirrel away from the limit, and uh, it was either two man or three man limit. And Sky right by the truck it's getting dark. She, you know, lights up on one, and I'm like, all right, guys, here we go. I said, I can see. I could see it walking in. I didn't have to get my binoculars out. Nothing right and i I brought my 17 hmR and that's only good if you hit them in the head i mean you can't you can't shoot them anywhere else it'll it'll ruin the complete right completely ruined squirrel because it's such a powerful little round and uh, they had shotguns I said well you guys go ahead and you know finish it off and they started shooting and they emptied both of their shotguns I don't know how many shells they had a piece that squirrel got away no. So, so 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 anytime that Zach tells you it's you know makes funny you can you can remind him of that story right
0: there <laughs> and it's it's on uh, it's on recording so I can bring that up
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a true story but I will I will tell you this Zach I hung with him all the time he's a really good shot so oh, I, don't I have too. I don't, I don't have too many on him but that's one that I can I can tell about
0: him. I'll give him that one and I mean we grew up together so we've always we spent our whole life giving each other crap over stuff like that. So it's, it's like an unspoken rivalry in everything we do in the woods. But, but we did like, we never actually hold it against each other, but it's good. It's good fun. You know what I mean? And we've had, we've spent a lot of days hunting together and I'll tell you the, the most fun that I have with him squirrel hunting is literally, we just walk side by side down there at the lake and just have a blast just for a couple yeah. hours till it gets too hot to walk around. It's just it's so much fun.
2: Yeah, and that, and that's the beauty of it. You know, I mm-hmm. the the hardest part about me liking to squirrel hunt as much, where that's not as popular, is during deer season. Like everybody, I'm like, hey, you want to go? You know, take the dog. Oh, I, it's like after October first, I got to be in that tree stand. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just don't get that same camaraderie, make those same memories. I mean, I do because I, I still deer hunt and I enjoy it. But it's just different. It's not not quite the same. And I, if I can, I felt, I feel like if I can just talk people into it, and then they, then I'll have more people asking me instead of me asking them. They'll be like, hey, when you want to go school, hunt with your dog next? And that's that's what I try to do. I try to get as many people as I can. I mean, I've taken. I mean, you know, Carson. I got oh, yeah. him. You know, him and his buddies we'll go. Uh, my boss's son I started taking him uh, guys that I grew up with that taught me how to hunt still hunt and deer hunt on public land I take them I mean anybody and everybody that wants to go and that's what it's all about if you can get somebody that that has never been in the woods or is interested and doesn't really know how and you expose them to that and then they get the bug they get the itch it doesn't matter what they hunt
0: Well, that's, stuff, that's, that's the whole the camaraderie of, of the outdoors is something that's I think hard to beat across the board I mean You know we we enjoy deer camp so much because when we go to deer camp, it's not just hunting. It's coming back and telling those stories and hanging out and cooking over the fire and eating good food. You know, there's so much more to it. But some of the one of the best times I ever had hunting was when I went waterfowl hunting with Graham and we happened to stumble upon one of his buddies that he was in the military with in Colorado. He was checking in at the same time, so the guy let us go hunt. The DNR guy let us go hunt the same unit which was supposed to be like a it's supposed yes. to be like a four person unit and the guy had his dad with him and he's like just you guys just go and that was one of the f- most fun times I've ever had because well first off it was stupid cold it was pouring rain when we got there it quit raining but we just laughed and carried on and joked and and talked and had a had a blast. And then all of a sudden, ducks had come in. Everybody starts calling. It's like get serious for a minute, but it was a totally different style of hunting. And I think that's something that hunting with a dog would be fun because it it adds another element to the sport. Like you said, you can just you know carry on and shoot the stuff and hang out and run around and stuff and do do that fun side of it while you're hunting. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and and. It, uh, it gets a lot of people that, that maybe not want to, you know, maybe their first time like going hunting and they, they don't really want to sit still or they don't want to be out in the cold or something like that. that I, I find squirrel hunting, whether you're still hunting or hunting with a dog, is a good way to get anybody as young or old that are interested in hunting, you know, out there to get them some experience before they transition to that bigger game hunting, like with deer or elk or bear or whatever you're hunting um and it's now it's relatively inexpensive too now now hunting with a dog is is expensive but as far as just going out you know opening weekend next weekend you know going out you just need your gun your shells your license and you you can wear camo you don't have to wear camo you know um you don't have to have you can put in it as much money as you want but you don't have to it's it's pretty inexpensive and there's plenty of land out there that you can small game hunt you know Um, i I, because it's just not a popular thing
0: right and i actually my love for hunting came from squirrel hunting like when i was too young to really deer hunt i mean i'd went with my dad quite a few times but you know the sitting still thing's tough when you're young but man we got out in the squirrel woods and even before i could shoot me and dad walking around the woods are some of my best memories and you know, we see deer, but it's not deer season, so they're not skittish. You know, they've not been shot at. There's, it's a, it's a different element, and getting out there when it's still warm out, and uh, that's really where my passion for deer hunting came from was spending time in the woods, squirrel hunting with Dad, and then I'll never forget that first squirrel I shot, which is, you know, it's just something I always carry with me, and it, and it like you said, it led me into my passion for the the outdoors as a whole. And brought me really into deer hunting, which that's my that's my one true hunting passion. I love to hunt everything, but deer just there's a connection there, and and my skill base is far more tuned to it. You know what I mean? It's it's just, nope, but I totally, totally I t- understand. I totally do credit it to small game hunting, squ- you know, squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting out back. My grandpa used to tell me he'd get so mad because when when I was in school, we went back to school on the fifteenth of August and he always said he said no nah. You can't go back to school that day. He said, it's opening day of squirrel season. And I mean, he was serious. He's like, that ought to be a national holiday, opening day of squirrel right, season. I agree with he, said I agree. It, he said, it ought to be a crime to have to go back to school on squ- the opening day of squirrel season. He, every year, he, I'm calling your principal. I'm telling him you're not going to be there. You've got stuff to do. <laughs> Mom never let that fly. But, oh, my grandpa, yeah. I mean, he would get legitimately heated over the fact that I went back to school on opening day of squirrel season.
2: My grandma, she only she was a stickler about that kind of stuff. Only let me skip one day of school of my life, <laughs> yeah. and I killed I killed killed the biggest deer I have ever shot in my life on that day.
0: That's incredible. 16,
2: I was sixteen years old. Yeah, you. I'm yeah, sure you I were. Maybe,
0: I'm sure you had uh-huh. a cough though, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It was <laughs> it was like the, a half day before They weren't even a full day. I couldn't even skip a full day. <laughs> um, but I ended up killing on public land. I think it was like a 140 or 145. Sure. Um, yeah, and I haven't. Like I said, that, that may be part of the reason why I'm more into small game hunting now is because I haven't been able to hit that since.
0: That's a tough um, one on, on public ground. Um, that's, I mean, I think anything, honestly, in Indiana, I would say anything 100 plus is decent. Anything mm-hmm. 120 plus is a really nice deer. And if you top that 140 mark, it that's, that's a major accomplishment. I've got one deer that's... A, now, this is rough scoring. I, I try to when I score myself, I try to score low. Um, but I rough measured him at one forty one, and then the year before that, I killed one that we rough measured at one fifty nine.
1: Man, that's good. So that's that's awesome. Mine was one forty two and three eighths last year official.
0: I mean, but anything over that that one forty truly in this state, it truly is a benchmark. I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says, and and I've heard a couple other people talking about it. I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but truly with the scoring system, I wish they would just get rid of the whole deduction thing. I think it just takes away from the, the true accomplishment.
2: Yeah, I I think that too, and I know they do it. That at least the thought was to try to make it to even or the same scoring system. But I believe that if if the deer grew it, then that it should count.
0: Absolutely, you know I mean? just yeah. because they're not yeah. perfectly symmetrical, you can. If if I officially get my big buck score, I genuinely think without deductions, he would easily make Boone and Crockett. I mean, I measured, like I said, very conservatively, got him over one sixty or right at it. But I think, with deductions he'd miss it just barely, yeah. and yeah. that's that's yep. I mean he grew the antlers I mean they aged the deer at like six and a half or seven and a half he was old but'm yeah,
2: uh, I'm, I'm sure that um if they did that you know if they changed the rules and they have to go back and I'm sure this is why they haven't because they'd have to go back and you know either rescore or there'd be a whole complication of that, you know, any deer, unless they put like an asterisk of this was killed after 2000, whatever, you know? So I think that just, that's probably one of the main reasons why they haven't done anything with it.
0: Maybe I need, just need to start my own scoring, scoring (laughs) book. That's right. That's right. (laughs) The, 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 the true score, you know, the, we'll call it true score. How about that?
1: bs score
0: i've no the true score (laughs) hey i've got this on recording so anybody tries to take that idea i'm going to call them out i've got timestamp on this bad boy
2: yeah and uh going back to the you know squirrel hunting and being in the woods and just like you said that's what that's what i first started and that's i remember the first animal that i you know took was a squirrel and it grew from there and i got really into deer hunting and And I think now that I, you know, have the dog, it's just put another fire under me for small game hunting. Um, but it just, it makes you a better woodsman, uh, as far as just being out there. I mean, when you're squirrel hunting, if it's a slow day, you can, you know, duck deer scout while you're squirrel hunting. Absolutely. I remember, I remember one time, two of the biggest bucks that I've ever seen, we bumped into while we were out squirrel hunting in August, September and that's where we hung our stands or we, they were climbers because we we're on public and my buddy um got a chance to shoot at one of them and it ended up it walked right i was i was hunting tandem next to him trying to help him because he'd never gotten a deer before and it actually had dropped an antler i don't know if it lost in the fight or what happened he decided to pass and we saw the other big one that same morning just out of range like up on a ridge top. and we never would have known about those deer unless we were you know we weren't out if we were out in the weren't out in the woods squirrel hunting,
0: you know I think my coolest encounter with a deer ever was squirrel hunting with my dad. I was really young, and uh, we were just walking through the woods. You know we'd spotted a squirrel. We're kind of looking up in the tree, just watching it before we decide to make a move. And from the field edge, we we're probably fifty yards off the edge of a field. In comes a uh, a small fawn, still spotted. And it walks in the woods and stops like maybe 10 feet from us. And dad's like, just don't move. He's like, just stand still. Well, sure enough, then her mom comes in behind it. We had this fawn and doe standing 10 feet from us, literally. And just staring at us like, one, didn't think there was a threat. And two, didn't know what was going on. And they stood there, and that was the first time I got to see a doe, like she's stomping her foot, you know? And uh, finally, they just wandered off, but I can still vividly picture that in my head. And it's like, whoa, like that was a memory. Squirrel hunting is one of when I got my coolest encounter with a deer.
2: Yeah, that is awesome. And, and it's something that's going to stick with you forever, too. That's, yeah, you're out in nature and getting to experience all that.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's another part where the, I don't know. I and it also gets me ready for season. I love to get out there. Like I said, we're ten days out or less than that now. What is it? Is it the tenth? We have uh, some, five, f- days, five out. days out. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. So we're five days out from finally getting out and get getting to go hunt. That's that in itself is awesome and something to get excited yep. about. Yeah, I'm it sure kicks
2: my- off everything. The weather starts to get colder. The you know the farther in you get, it's it's it just kicks off. What I, I love to do, man.
0: I don't know about down by you guys, but we're talking. Uh, they're talking like mid fifties at night up here the next week or two.
2: Oh man, that would be nice. Mm, uh, yeah. have look, I know this weekend's supposed to get down. I think the lower. The high for the day is just going to be in the 80s, but I'm not, i didn't look about the night, um, but I've already got you know a date circled on my calendar. I'm taking <laughs> off work if I can, and I'm getting out there.
0: And let me ask you this: um, I've like I talked about it on a previous episode. Uh, Graham said he doesn't like to hunt squirrel till after the first frost. I had some older guys say they have trouble with weevils, bef- you know before the first frost. I personally have never had a run-in with anything wrong with a squirrel. That was killed in August, September. What's your feelings on it?
2: Um, I hunt them. I hunt them whenever the season's in. But I will tell you, I don't know about weevils, um, but I have killed some that have had fleas before. That I've gotten home, went to skin them, and I'm like, what? These? Maybe they were weevils. I don't know. They look like fleas to me. Right. Um, and... And I just, uh, you know, I do the best I can clean them off and, and, you know, skin them or, or if they're too bad, just toss them, but it doesn't happen very often. But there has been a couple of times that I've, that there has been, you know, it was either like a flea or weevil or something like that on them.
0: I mean, I've shot them. I found a tick on one here, or there, or like, I, I probably, and without realizing it, um, have killed one. I know in that September time frame where it's had what were probably fleas or something, but I mean, they're talking about finding like weevils like that have gotten into through the hide and into the meat. Uh, I've never,
2: I've never seen that before. No. Mm -mm.
0: So I, that's what I don't know. I'm not going to tell a, an old veteran that he should or shouldn't hunt squirrels before the first frost. But I also don't think our DNR would make the season when when there's an issue you know what i mean they wouldn't they wouldn't because i know that our conservationists don't want us shooting a bunch of squirrels and letting them go to waste that's not what it's about so you know i don't think they would allow a season if we wouldn't couldn't be eating them regularly during that season
2: yeah yeah and that's how they do their seasons too is based off of when it's you know it's a good time to harvest them and breeding cycles and, and all that kind of stuff i think one of the main reasons that Indiana um, doesn't let you hunt squirrels in February, but you can in Kentucky and Tennessee and some of the other states. One, they have, those states have more squirrels. Their populations are higher. Their, their daily bag limits are higher. But also, too, that squirrel, the squirrel have a rut, too. It's kind of funny. I talk about it and people act like I'm crazy. Um, but their rut is probably at the end of December, beginning of January. So when you're, when your season goes out at the end of January, those sows, those sow squirrels, are pregnant, and I'm sure that's part of the reason why you're not—they don't hunt them, You don't want to hunt them in February because you don't want to kill those sows while they're they're pregnant.
0: <clears throat> you know, you say that it's kind of crazy to say they have a rut. One time in late season, I believe it was muzzleloader, I witnessed it, and my dad has witnessed it. I literally, it was it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Because before, I hadn't really ever thought about. I mean. Everything's got a breeding season, but I never really thought about how, like, aggressive it was, and my dad was said, said something to me about it one time, and a couple weeks later, I saw the same thing, where there was a female up in a tree, and she was, you know, barking or whatever, and the male squirrels, I mean, I assume they were male squirrels, but squirrels were coming out of the woodwork jumping tree to tree like crazy and fighting and everything. And then finally there's like 10 squirrels in one tree fighting and going nuts. And that one big, you know, fox squirrel was still at the top of the tree. I'm like, this is literally like a breeding, you know, ritual. Like it was crazy. It was the coolest thing.
2: And that's one of the best times we'll go with, with sky. We'll take my, you know, my dog, we'll try to time it. And sometimes you can get, you know, five, six squirrels in one tree, like she'll tree and you'll, you know, see one and you'll shoot and then the other ones will start moving. And then it's just a free for all at that point. You know what I
0: mean? Right.
2: Um, and, and usually if that happens, if I'm with people, I'll say, okay, we'll get one or two of these and we'll move on. Cause you want you always want to make sure that you're, you're a, you know, looking out for that resource Absolutely. and you want more for next year. Um, but it is a definitely a fun time to be out cause they're out moving. I mean all pretty much all day during that time.
0: I love watching squirrels during deer season. Like, oh, I hate it. I honestly, well, you know, <laughs> I hate it. Nobody likes that that when that one big squirrel. But that's gets, how you
1: know you're set up in a good area because they're going after the acorns. Uh, yeah,
2: that's true. Yep. Nobody they're going after food.
0: Nobody likes that one squirrel though sitting in the tree screaming at you. But I, I, I had one do it for hours one day. I was trying to, th- you know, I had my. uh I had stuff tied to my my bow rope and I'm tossing it out trying to spook this squirrel off and he's going nuts. But on the days where they don't see me, I love watching them chase each other around and run around on the ground. And uh, I don't know how those such small animal makes uh, such a deer sounding noise half the time, but <laughs> I do I love watching them interact. And I think that's one of my favorite things of tree stand hunting during deer season is just kind of being one with the woods and everything there is oblivious to your existence. And that's so cool to see.
1: I think we all need to hunt. You're just being a fly on the wall at that point. Right. I think we all need to hunt in squirrel costumes. (laughs) And I think (laughs) the, the deer won't give a crap. It's a theory. I mean, should yeah. we try it?
0: Well, we could, I mean, you know,
2: or or whoever kills the, the smallest deer this year has to get up in a squirrel costume tree next year. Uh, it'll, be sounds like a- it'll, be <laughs> it'll be Graham. It'll be me. It'll be Graham.
0: Oh, man.
1: I like them tender. But,
0: yeah. We, but
2: uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention uh, before, I don't know how much time we have left, but just I don't know if many, many people know like the types of dogs. That are usually used for squirrel hunting.
1: Um, mountain um, fice and you know, mountain cur, right? That's
2: yep. You're correct. Most predominantly, you can train a lot of different dogs to hunt squirrel. I mean, you could. I've seen people train dotsons and blue healers to to hunt squirrel, but mostly it's going to be your mountain fice, your your treing fice, and your 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 cur breeds. Yeah, and um, Chihuahuas and. You know, and- yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, not mistaken, wow. <clears throat>
0: squirrel. <laughs> I always, I joke with Zach about his new dog, and it's, a, it's a mountain feist, right? Yeah, uh, it is, yeah. It's, I,
2: it's very similar to mine. His is all black, and mine's black and white. Yeah, I, I, he's, he, did look like a little chihuahua.
0: I joke with him when we were camping. I said, "That's like looks like a little chihuahua." He says, it's "Not a chihuahua," but I really like that <laughs> dog. I, <clears throat> that's a cool dog named Squirrelly. Yeah,
2: yeah so, he's gonna. He's he's got. He got him from a very, very reputable breed. That dog will be a good dog if he gets the time that he needs in the woods. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and like you say, Mountain Feist, they're a smaller dog. Um, They're not, you know, people say all the time, well, is your dog a purebred dog? Well, my dog's registered with UKC. And UKC probably seven or eight years ago made breed standards to where they're considered a breed now. They used to be a type um, but they're doing that so that way they can become a breed, maybe down the road, like a purebred dog. And also, like, if people want to buy one, they know what they're getting, that it hasn't been crossed with this or this. Like, six generations back, this has been a feist or whatever.
1: Right. Um,
2: and, and they originated and cursed it too, back in, you know, when, when we first, well, I say we, back when the Americans first started settling. Um, you know, settlers or pioneers would take any kind of small dog and breed them together they thought would hunt. Right. And that they could feed easy um, Abraham Lincoln has a poem called the bear hunt back in the 1800s that mentioned the feist and the the cur it's a it's a really cool poem if, if you're into that kind of thing
0: well I did not uh, know that
2: yeah yeah you can yeah look it up it's it's pretty cool it's it's called the bear hunt um, but they're really really super cool dogs and i'm I'm not a person that is going to tell you to hunt one or the other hunt whatever you like uh, you know, whether that's if you're rabbit hunting, you know, you got beagles or you got, you know, different kinds of coon dogs. Um if you're out in the woods and you've got a dog and you're training it, you just hunt what you like. Um I, I like my dog because she's small. Um I can take her anywhere. If I need to take her in a car, I can take her in a car, a truck, a dog box, you know, put her on the seat. Um and she's a house pet too. One really good thing about a feist is that you can have them for both. She's an inside dog ever since she was born. And as soon as I get her collar and stuff out, it's like I flip a switch. You <laughs> right. totally different. You like know, my, my wife loves her, absolutely loves that dog. Treats her like a queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's like, you know, with me having kids, I mean, we've got a red healer now, and she probably won't be a working dog maybe one day, but um, she's a fantastic dog. I mean, she's incredible. She's just a puppy. Um, and I would like to train her to do something. She's She's so smart, but... I've always had um, some sort, like every dog I've owned, it is like a driven breed, you know, it's a purpose-driven mm-hmm. breed. And but I, I, I'm not a. Now I know, you know, the the coon dogs and the rabbit dogs, they those tend to be just outside in a kennel, and yeah. they work. And I personally, I mean, nothing against it that personally, if I'm going to have a dog, I want it to be a house dog too. I want it to be my buddy. And I feel yeah. like you get a better working dog out of a dog. That's a buddy, you know, part of the family.
2: I, I 100% agree with that. Sky wants to please me and, and to please, you know, Haley. anything that she can do. And if that's going out and getting as many squirrels as she can, then she's going to try to do it. She will. Uh, a couple years ago, we went out and this is why I don't run her in August anymore, but Zach and I went and, she was running and she kept going and going and going. The ground was real hard and dry and I noticed her limping and I was like, what's going on? And I went over to her and she had was running so hard that the, the pads on her feet had started to come off.
0: Oh,
1: and I Zach remember you talking up, about that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Zach picked her up <clears> and carried <throat> her back, carried her back to the truck. And that's just, you know, people come to me all the time. Like, I can't believe you do that with your dog. You make your dog do that. I, One, I don't make her do any, you know, she's a dog. I don't, I can't make her do anything that I don't want to do. I don't train that dog to hunt squirrels. I just put her in an environment where she does what she's naturally supposed to do. And 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 then then I I teach her preferences.
0: That's really cool. I want to let you continue, but I just, before we get past it, it's so cool though, that your dog like pushed her body beyond its limits because she wanted to please you. You know, that, that's, that's, that says a lot about the dog.
2: Yeah. And she just, she can't get enough of it. Like when she's out there, she will just be beat by the time I have to, and that's part of me as a trainer and as an owner. Um, I've got a part of my job when I'm out there is I'm watching her. Like I'm making sure, okay, when she runs by the next time, cause she'll check in, she's trained to, to run out hunt and do circles and come back and check in. And I'm making sure there's, you know, her, her, her gates fine. She's moving fine. She doesn't have anything caught in her mouth and her ears. Um, and that's just part of my responsibility as as a dog trainer and owner to make sure I do everything I can to keep her safe and um, keep
0: her hunting for many years.
2: Yes, many years. <clears throat> yes, yeah. And you don't want to overdo it. If I notice she's getting burnt out, you know, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna go this week or, or whatever have you. Um, and, and I want to keep her healthy and I want to keep her around for a long time and, and doing what she likes to do because that that's what. T- she will, she gets, and especially during season, I can tell when she needs to run because she gets like this pinned up energy and she goes to the door and she'll whine and she'll, she'll paw and she'll go check trees in the, you know, in the yard. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things that I, I didn't realize what it was all about until I, until I got into it. And I tell people all the time, it's not about, you know, hunting squirrels. Like, yeah, I enjoy it. I've always enjoyed it, but it's more about me being with my partner my buddy, you know, I've some, somebody or, or something that I've put so much time in and we're a team and it's more about working with the dog than anything else.
0: Right. That's, it's a whole, uh, it adds a whole nother element. And, uh, it's just a, you know, it's cool to hear it from, you know, somebody that's doing it. Um, it's, it's just, it's, I it's just, I I'm, I'm super pumped. I want to, I want to try it. But hearing it from you and, you know, you just know when somebody is truly passionate beyond just being a hunter, you know what I mean? You're like a true outdoorsman, you know, uh, an advocate for the sport, a conservationist, somebody that's out there, not just for the kill, but to, for all elements of it. And that's, that's huge, man. And, and that's the biggest thing. Main reason I wanted to get you on when you messaged me, but believe it or not, you've been on my list since last August for somebody to get on the show. And I just, well, I, I
2: appreciate <laughs> that. And thank you guys so much. I figured I'm like, man, if I bug him enough, he's got to put me on there. I, whether he let, whether he puts it on, on the feed or not,
0: is one thing. <laughs> he's let me on there. No, it's going. Um, and I just, like I said, I I took a break from this for for almost a year, and I missed it every single week. I listen to podcasts all the time, and I constantly missed it. But at at the same time, with the old equipment we had, I couldn't just call somebody and have them on. I had to like record the phone call and then put it into the computer program. It was a it was a mess. My new system here is Bluetooth and. I literally just hook you up to Bluetooth, call you, and you record right into it. So it's been super cool. We're getting close to time. So um, before anybody, uh, before we go anywhere, do anything else, uh, do you have any social medias or anything you want to plug?
2: Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I just have my own personal, my own personal Facebook um, that you can look up. But if you're interested in, in any kind of, you know, squirrel hunting or especially squirrel hunting with a dog, cause that's what I do. Um, you know, Mountain feist Association on Facebook is a great place to start. Um, Kentucky Squirrel Dogs is another good place to start. I think Indiana has an Indiana Squirrel Dogs page and you can just get on there and it's just people like me that, that go and have a good time and have fun and, you know, you can, you can message somebody. That's how I got into it. I had a, there was a a guy that I knew in high school, his dad had them. And then from there I wanted to get into it. And i messaged somebody on Facebook that was in my area and they took me under their wing. And then from there, it just turned into what it's turned into now. And that's just because I was curious and somebody was good enough to me to take me under their wing. Um, But you know, if any, and if anybody in in the Southern Indiana area that wants to go, you know, go get on one of those uh Facebook pages or, or look me up, you know, Mike Webb on Facebook, and I'll be happy to take anybody. I take anybody and everybody that wants to go.
1: How about you come up north a little bit, Michael, and we'll go out to Yellowwood.
2: Hey, any anytime you want to go, you guys let me know. We do I have a up
0: there.
1: we do have a lot of
0: good public ground up here. That Yellowwood he's talking about is like a massive spanse of untouched, beautiful hardwoods. It's it's impressive.
2: Oh, that would be awesome. And another thing that we didn't talk about, I'm just going to touch on it real quick because I know we're getting short on time. But I like to hunt if you know any swamp land, any bottom land
1: Got with that. a dog.
2: That can be very, very productive because you can cover a lot of ground and it's flat, and you can cover it quick. And usually the predators aren't as bad in that swamp land as they are in say a hardwoods or something like
0: that. Uh, Atterbury Fish and Wildlife, uh, not far from us. They have I know they have a like a dog season. Furnace fan, um, but there's whole like hundreds of acres of swamp land, public ground there too. So.
2: Yeah, man, I'd be down anytime you guys want to go. You know, I know you guys have an Instagram uh, page set up. And oh we yeah. Can go out, take videos, pictures, whatever you guys want to do. Anything to promote hunting or getting people in the outdoors, I'm all for.
0: I love it. Okay. Um, also, uh, for anybody listening, um, if you need to get a hold of Michael or you want to get a hold of him, you feel free to hit us up on the email huntinggamepodcast@gmail.com. I will gladly forward it to him. Connect you guys whatever it may be, if that's easier for you. So um, definitely, definitely uh, um, another option there. Um, So again, uh, before we, we're going to, we, I don't know if you know, we finish every episode with a Bible verse, so we're getting ready to. Well, thank you. Um, so before we get into that, thank you again so much for being on. I enjoyed every minute of it. I learned a ton. And we'll do more. an
1: end-of-season update with you, buddy. Oh, we're
0: definitely going to have you on again. I, I, uh, oh, that sounds
1: good. Yeah, more, yeah, we're in the, in the thick of it. So,
2: yeah, call me in January or the end of January, and I'll give you a squirrel report.
1: <laughs> a, hey, we need, actually. We might need a mid-season report, too. We can almost do a monthly update on your squirrels. Do a squirrel report. <laughs> the squirrel, the, even if it's five I'm, I'm minutes
0: an episode, we'll do the squirrel report. Yo,
2: <laughs> Mike's squirrel report. I It'd like be that. like Kentucky
1: <laughs> Field when they call talk about the lakes.
2: It's okay. It's good. Yeah, I could. I could do a plug on that every now and again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just do a. Even if you're not on for the full episode, just do a bi-weekly squirrel report. People all might season. think
1: we're a little nutty, but. Ah. <laughs> <all right.
0: laughs> Oh, uh, so funny, right? <laughs> yep. Nut-
2: nuttier than a squirrel third is what I like to
0: say. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, this week uh Jake actually pulled our Bible verse again, so we're gonna go ahead and read that and we'll get on out of here. And uh, this week's Bible verse is from Genesis 9-3. I think it goes right along with what we talked about today. And that is, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. That right there, I know there's a lot of people that talk about how we shouldn't kill animals and how we shouldn't take animals and you know, eat animals, whatever. I do think, unfortunately, a large majority of that tends to be um, from the non-religious side, but that's all the explanation I need to continue to get out there and and take what God gave us and take these blessings on our earth and these beautiful creatures and and, uh, provide for our families. And not only just the meat side, but, you know, it's a Wonderful sports, a way to connect with getting out there in nature. And I feel like it's a, you know, a safe place for kids to grow up and learn. And, and, uh, I just think everybody, a little bit more time outdoors would be a great thing for everybody. So. Anyways, thank you again, Michael, for being on. I'm super, uh, like I said, I enjoyed it more than I can, words can explain. I learned way more than I thought I was going to learn about squirrel hunting today. Yes, so
1: we're going to have to get him Mountain Cur now. Yeah,
2: Well, well okay. I appreciate you guys, and I really enjoy what you do. It's it's good to support uh good good boys from indiana that are trying to make a difference and trying to you know get people you know into the woods and and to help people out so thank you guys so much for having me well
0: hey thank you so much we're going to shoot it out of here and then uh if you just hang on we'll we'll say goodbye on our own so with that being said again thank you everybody for coming uh we had a blast this episode i hope you guys had half as much fun listening to it as we had making it uh so don't forget get out there live it love it enjoy it hunt it have a good time and you know pass it on to the next generation get get your buddies out there get your kids out there your nieces nephews whatever it may be you know set the set the stage for the next generation and and think about being a conservationist while you're out there and not like like we talked about not shooting everything you see but being smart about it just enjoy being out there so we love each and every one of you god bless each and every one of you and for that we are out we'll see you next week